We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. You're home for everything. Lakers back in studio after a trip out to Summer League. And boy, I've got some stuff to share. We need to dive in to the Kyrie Irving situation. We're going to talk about Mark Stein's recent report. But first, let me add this. Tonight, the Lakers take on the Charlotte Hornets in Summer League play. It is a 6.30 Pacific time tip-off. Join us over on Playback. Sean Davis and I will do a live play-by-play of the game going to be a lot of fun so come watch the game directly with us via lakers nation's playback stream i'm going to put the link in the description below we can all hang out talk hoops and watch some lakers basketball so again look for the link in the description below all right let's talk about the latest going on in the Kyrie irving situation because that is what all the buzz is about in summer league well okay to be fair it's mostly kevin durant as well as a little bit of Kyrie Irving. First thing I want to address before I get into the Stein report is that there were some rumors going around that I saw in the Twitter sphere that the buzz in summer league was that the deal is going to get done with Kyrie Irving. And I do want to confirm that Now I'm not saying it's done. I'm not saying it's definitely happening, but I am saying that the general consensus from everybody that I spoke to out there. And I did talk to a lot of people. The general consensus was that sooner or later, Kyrie Irving will wind up with the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, we've seen the images of Rob Palenka being there, chatting with LeBron, chatting with Darvin Ham, chatting with, more importantly, Sean Marks of the Brooklyn Nets, talking with Woj. None of that means necessarily that they are talking trade. Of course, everybody sees everybody in Summer League. It's just the way it goes. By the way, if you did not get out for Summer League this year, and it is still going on, obviously, but make it a point to get out to Summer League at least once. I can't recommend it enough. It's like... It's like Comic-Con, but for the NBA. It is absolutely incredible and a great experience every single year. But in any event, Rob Palenka, you saw him having these conversations with Sean Marks. Um, I, I do think that ultimately something get, gets done. All the buzz from everybody that I spoke to, again, was that ultimately Kyrie Irving will wind up in Los Angeles. The question is, how does it happen? What path do they take? Does it require a third team? And when does that happen? Is it Could it happen an hour from now? Is it a couple of months from now, right before the season starts? Does a Kevin Durant trade have to be done first? And that's where we're going to really kick things off with Mark Stein, who put out some more fantastic news 
in his Substack. Here's what Mark Stein had to say about the situation right now. He talked about an icy situation in Las Vegas for your Los Angeles Lakers. And yes, it is very hot out there in Vegas right now. But here's what Stein had to say. Let me share this with you. So Mark Stein said league sources maintain a that the Nets are focused on trying to assemble a Kevin Durant trade before getting into Irving scenarios, which, okay, that makes sense, right? The Kevin Durant trade is the more messy trade in theory, just because there's a lot more moving parts. Who knows what's going on with DeAndre Eaton with the Phoenix Suns, and you're going to be looking to get back a massive return, and you could wind up involving multiple teams. So a Kevin Durant trade is going to be much more difficult to assemble than a Kyrie Irving trade, and in a Kevin Durant trade, the Nets might find themselves in a situation where an opportunity pops up and they need a few extra roster spots or or they're going to be spending a little bit more money than they thought. So it's hard to know exactly what the parameters of a Kyrie trade are going to look like or what they're going to need until the Kevin Durant portion of it is done or at least done to the point where the Nets feel pretty comfortable. Hey, we know what we're getting back in these particular packages and now it's just a matter of choosing between them. So that makes sense that... The Nets are still looking to get a Kevin Durant trade done first, or at least in theory, completed. But And they are adamant in their resistance to taking back Westbrook in a the- theoretical swap without, for starters, some first-round draft compensation. Okay, that that seems like, like a just, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We assumed that the Nets would be getting back some sort of draft compensation. Probably at least one first-rounder. Most likely will ask for both the 2027 and 2029 first-rounders. So it's hard to imagine that necessarily being a sticking point. The question more is, is it going to take one? Is it going to take two first rounders? But I think the big key to this is that the Nets are, according to Stein, willing to take him back with that qualification that they need to get back some type of first round draft compensation. So that's important because there have been a lot of rumors floating around that the Nets just flat out don't want Russell Westbrook, and that was the stance before Kevin Durant's train demand. Then there was suddenly a shift, apparently, where they were willing to take back Russell Westbrook. Then there was a pushback against that in recent days. No, they still don't want Russ. I don't think they actually want Russell Westbrook. I don't think he's a very good on-court fit with Ben Simmons, but the $47 million expiring contract, I think that does have some value. And if the Nets are willing to take back Russell Westbrook with that first-round draft compensation, that could eliminate the need for a third team, like, say, the Spurs, to hop in. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to be a three-team deal. We've already heard Josh Richardson's name tossed out there, breaking down the math, looking at everything like I did a few days ago. Josh Richardson made a lot of sense as the guy to potentially leave the Spurs in order to make a Russell Westbrook trade possible with San Antonio. Doug McDermott would be another option there. But bottom line, I do think that this is important that the Nets are willing to do a one-on-one deal with the Lakers where they would take back Russell Westbrook because otherwise, a three-team trade, it gets difficult. Three-team deals, that's where trades go to die. When you try to put in a third team, a fourth team sometimes, it gets much more difficult. Any kind of a trade is extremely difficult to pull off in the NBA anytime you add an extra team. You just make it that much less likely that the deal gets done. So I do think that's important that the Nets are saying, hey, we will take back Russ as long as we get compensated for that now he also said that the lakers are still definitely looking for ways to add shooting and that's where we've heard the rumors regarding eric gordon and buddy healed of the houston rockets and indiana pacers respectively makes a ton of sense you look at the roster the lakers have assembled right now yes they got younger yes they got more athletic no questions there what they did not add is shooting in fact you can say that this roster right now with russell westbrook as the starting point guard 
does not make much sense without shooting added to it. And I'm talking about even if they kept Russell Westbrook as their starting point guard, which I don't think they are ultimately going to do, but even if they did keep Russell Westbrook, that would just make it that much more of a necessity that shooting is added to this roster. So Rob Palenka said on the broadcast the other night that the Lakers are not done. I 100% believe him. This roster does not make sense on the offensive end. As of this moment, I do think a move will be made to add shooting and the end game for me, if I'm Rob Palenka, I've talked about this a lot for me. It is to try to do both a Kyrie Irving trade and bring in Buddy Heald or Eric Gordon. And you do that by only giving one first-round pick to the Brooklyn Nets. You can then flip THT, Kendrick Nunn, perhaps another contract, and a first for Eric Gordon or Buddy Heald to the Pacers, again, or Houston Rockets. Then you wind up with plenty of shooting on your roster, particularly if a Kyrie trade ultimately results in Joe Harris coming to the Lakers as well. So this shooting situation right now, the ro- the roster doesn't make much sense in terms of floor spacing, but depending on what happens with Kyrie, depending on what happens with Buddy Heald or Eric Gordon, that could change very, very quickly. And once again, Buddy Heald and Eric Gordon make sense as targets should things fall apart in the Kyrie trade as well. Just interesting that both of those guys are players that the Lakers could go get without having to use Russell Westbrook's contract. All right, Stein also added that a second source he spoke to expressed pessimism that the Lakers would have the required assets to get both Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Again, makes sense. The Pacers are going to be looking for quite a lot in any kind of a swap that sends both of those guys out. But we had had speculated that perhaps if the Lakers were not able to get Kyrie Irving, they could take Russ and turn him into Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Still an interesting option, but the Lakers, they added Thomas Bryant, so they added that kind of shooting big. Look, I'm not turning down the deal just because Thomas Bryant is on the roster, but it doesn't feel like the team as presently constructed is set up as though Miles Turner or another three-point shooting big would potentially be coming. But in any event, interesting to note that it sounds like it's unlikely, which is not good for the Lakers, by the way. If you're the Lakers, you want that leverage out there. If you're Rob Palenka, you want to be able to tell Sean Marks, hey, look, look, Russ is expiring. It's in demand. We can flip this over to Indiana for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. So if you want to try to fleece us in a Kyrie trade, it's not going to happen because we've got other options. You want that kind of leverage if you're Rob Palenka. So Stein putting out there that it doesn't sound like that type of deal is going to take place. That's not a positive development for the Lakers. And lastly, let's finish up with this. Communication between Westbrook and the Lakers this offseason have taken the same tone as Ham's public commentary, which is to convey that the messaging has been focused on ways to make Westbrook's second season as a Laker much better than the first. Okay, so that has been the public stance. Darvin Ham recently said this to Mark Spears, uh, gushed about Russell Westbrook. The Lakers have done a great job of saying all the right things publicly. However, again, from being there at Summer League, it was striking. It was noticeable that Russell Westbrook sat on one end of the court. LeBron James sat on the other end of the court when they took on the Phoenix Suns also tell you from being right there, uh, every single Laker in the building came by and talked to LeBron James. I'm talking Wenyan Gabriel. I'm talking Taylor Horton Tucker, Juan Toscano Anderson, Thomas Bryant. Everyone came by because LeBron was sitting there. Phil Handy was sitting there for a while. You had a lot of people that were sitting right there. They all came by and, and met LeBron and chatted with him and, and all of that. Rob Lincoln, Darvin Ham came by. The only one. The only Laker to not come talk to LeBron James was Russell Westbrook, who actually left the game early. 
That is by no means a confirmation that a deal is getting done or anything like that. It just was noticeable that everyone else went and talked to LeBron James except for Russ. Now, to Russ's credit, he was coaching up the summer league squad. He was talking to the kids and, and helping them out. In fact, I talked to Scottie Pippen Jr. a little bit about this after the game, and he said that the advice that Russ gave him was actually very, very helpful. In fact, he took it and used it. It had to deal with um, ball pressure, how he was handling the pressure that the defense was putting on him. Russ gave him some tips on that, and he said that he took that advice and immediately went out on the floor and used it, and it worked great. And so that's that's fantastic, you know, for Russell Westbrook to be in there in the mix, in the huddle, helping out the younger players and giving them advice that they were actually employing in the game, that's great. And credit to Russell Westbrook for that. But once again, it was noticeable that Russ was the one guy that didn't come over and talk to LeBron James. Uh, Stein says that his sense is still that the Lakers will continue to explore every conceivable option to acquire Irving. Uh, has made his presence in Los Angeles loudly known. And we saw last night he was at Summer League as well. Agree 100%. I think this is probably going to get done they are going to ultimately get Kyrie Irving. That's the buzz at Summer League right now. The question is, when does it ultimately happen? But again, nothing is done until it's done. Two sides have to come to a deal. Maybe three sides if they have to include a third team. I know, Lakers Nation, it feels like it's been forever, but let me actually finish with this. So far, we've talked about how the Lakers need to bat 1,000. They've come pretty darn close to that this offseason. When you look at the coaching hire, you look at the free agents that they've added, and just you look at the way they've handled things. They're not rushing this Kyrie Irving situation. They know that they have to make sure that they get a good deal. They know they can't lose the trade here while they also have to make sure that if the opportunity is there, they get the deal done. Of course, there's the LeBron factor with his own extension potentially looming in the beginning of August. So there's that too. A lot of stuff involved here, but so far the Lakers have been patient and I think they've made some really smart moves this offseason, though it may be frustrating from the fan perspective to still not have a deal done. I think ultimately if the Lakers wind up with a good deal, that, that is the most important piece to all of this. But Lakers Nation, give me your thoughts in the comments down below. Once again, come join us over on Playback during the game. Put in the link in the description section, and we will have our live post-game show right here on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel after the game as well. So hopefully we'll see you for that. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.